0: are somebody who believes uh, that man is causing the earth to warm and that we have to reduce our fossil fuels in order to save the planet, then you're not going to like whatever I have to say. You've already made the decision. You've already thrown in the intellectual towel on this subject because you have bought hook, line, and sinker the lie that is climate change. From the inception of this idea of global warming sprang this other idea, which was global wealth Redistribution, and the only way to accomplish that is to control not only uh, food but energy. And when you control energy, in essence, you are controlling food distribution, and which is what the the, the do-gooders want to do, uh, the globalists want to do, the the Karl Schwabs of the world who believe that humanity must be managed, and in order to manage them, they need to count them, and they need to count carbon. And they need to regulate carbon, and they need to sell and buy carbon credits. And we all bought into it because we're all environmentalists at heart. Every one of us wants to have clean air, clean water, clean grass, a nice park to go to. It's endemic to our nature, to as as animals, as biological animals, to want to have a clean environment. We detest bacteria. Of have a relative who from time to time doesn't like to take showers. And after about the fourth or fifth day, you don't want to be around this person. Because on an instinctual level, you don't want to be next to somebody who is full of bacteria. And in the same way, we have this sense in our environment where we want things to be clean. So the powerful and the, uh, and the people that have been persuaded about the climate change arg- argument from the John Kerry's to the Al Gore's, uh, they were taught and they were instructed to believe that carbon molecules, which makes up 4% of the atmosphere, uh, has this ability to trap sunlight or sun rays as they come in upon the planet, and that these carbon molecules, when they're increased, actually trap heat, and that heat doesn't leave the surface of the earth, which they say, in at least in theory, if it accumulates over time, could cause the actual atmosphere to radiate more heat. Now, I have read two books recently, but I've also read other books. So there's two books out that I, uh, one I'm currently reading from Jerome Corsi, C-O-R-S-I, or Corsi, The Truth About Energy, Global Warming, and Climate Change, which is a great read. I also have read The Great Deception, which is a comprehensive and very technical look at climate change. And I actually had the opportunity to uh, interview the author, Guy Mitchell. And he lays it out that the primary carrier of heat or the primary conductor of heat in the atmosphere is, in fact, water. Water. Water makes up a majority of our atmosphere, and water comes in many forms, clouds, steam, rain, water, ocean, ice, right? So it changes. It's constantly changing its properties, and it does so in relation to heat. Now, I'm not going to get into all the specifics. I'll just tell you a few things. Number one, the Earth is 71% contained of water. So there's only 29% of the Earth's actual surface that is surface, uh, the rest of it is water and water only absorbs heat to about less than maybe a half a foot so you know you've heard recently that the reason we're not having this massive global warming right now is because the ocean is absorbing the heat well that's not true because the ocean is so massive and it's it's not it's not absorbing the heat because the heat can only penetrate the actual ultraviolet rays can only penetrate to a few meters Three feet at the most. So, how much heat can the ocean possibly um, retain? And even if it did retain, now there's oh, it, it, the oceans are going to boil and the fish are going to start dying. Well, not if it doesn't reach beyond say a meter. And that's besides the point. the The other point is, how can you talk about the Earth getting warmer when carbon dioxide only makes up four percent, and carbon dioxide is the chief greenhouse gas? Besides methane, which takes up even less, and that's the whole argument that the client, uh, climate scientist says that is behind global warming. And they often they also often take the case of 1850, and to the present is when the Earth really started to become industrialized, we're putting more carbon in the air, fossil fuels, all of it. You've heard it all. But despite their arguments, we've never had a sustained period of accumulate, uh, accumulating heat. There was a great pause from 2001 until 2014 where the Earth basically stayed at the same temperature. And there were even arguments in the 70s and 80s about whether or not we were going to actually have global cooling. So the final point that I wish to make is that even the scientists at the IPCC, the Intergovernmental Panel of Climate Change, they can't replicate their theories that they get from computer models and demonstrate them in real life. So the standard model, the scientific method, requires any hypotheses to be proven outside of the lab. Now, how could you do that with climate models? Well, climate models forecast global warming based on a set of principles involving how much carbon dioxide is put into the air. Right now, we're at about 400 parts... Per million, so that means out of a million molecules in a cubic foot of, of air, uh, or whatever makes up all of the elements that make up air, the air that we breathe, our atmosphere, uh, there are only four hundred molecules that are carbon out of the out of the million mo- molecules that are in that particular square inch or square centimeter. Okay, so that's increased from two hundred and fifty. So you can make the argument that carbon has doubled. In the Earth's atmosphere, but the it statistically is so insignificant—two hundred to four hundred and fifty parts, or molecules per million—it's negligible. It's like pouring a—it's uh, like pouring a cup of hot water into a swimming pool. How much effect do you think you're really going to have? We also know from history that if you go back in time, during the last ice age, there was up to fifteen hundred parts per billion. Of carbon and man hadn't even existed. So we know already from the earth sciences that carbon or atmosphere warming, cooling, it's a cycle and it's also directly tied to the sun's cosmic rays. So all of this mixed in together tells us that while we think it's a hypothesis, the fact is we haven't been able to prove through the scientific method. And the way they can do that is by taking their forecasts and looking backwards and seeing if their forecasts to the weather events that have already occurred match up. And they've never been right. Now, earlier this year, there were three different agencies that predicted that we would have somewhere between 9 and 14 major hurricanes this year. And so far, we've gone through almost half the hurricane season without any significant hurricane. We just had one last week, okay, Fiona. Now, how could they be wrong? They only had to forecast six months in advance. How could they be so far wrong in their predictions? And, and why is it that there are three different models for hurricane activity and none of them agree with each other? So all, all I'm trying to say is that the argument for climate change has not been proven but the proponents of reducing fossil fuels buy into it because it furthers their goal of global wealth redistribution. Now, when Talib representative Talib from Michigan was on a congressional panel yesterday, which would have been, you know, last Thursday, depending on when, when you're hearing this podcast, they spoke before several CEOs of major investment companies. Uh, their collective worth in the billions. The amount of, of, of influence they have in the world is global. And you got a congresswoman from Michigan lecturing these very accomplished men, telling them that they need to stop investing in companies that have anything to do with fossil fuels. Now, just to show how smart she was, she rattled off the whole premise of climate change. And she talked about the global temperature that we have to maintain by uh, 2050. We can't exceed so many parts per million of carbon by 2050. Otherwise, we're going to cause global warming. That was her argument. She quoted two sources. One was the International Atomic Energy Agency, which has nothing to do with climate change. And two, she talked about 1.5... Celsius, that we have to cap our carbon output not to exceed one point five Celsius of average global mean temperature. Do you know uh, what the International Energy Energy um, Agency has said is required to meet our zero targets of limiting global temperature rise to two point seven degrees Fahrenheit or one point five degrees Celsius. Now, first of all, there is no such thing as Celsius; it's Celsius. And number two. It's the IPOCC, or the Inter- Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, that she meant to refer to. Now, how is it a woman who is so convinced that the climate is going to explode with heat, how is she able to get up and have the audacity to lecture these very accomplished and successful people whose whole life is based on research and statistics and, and checking data? How could she lecture them on something actually with an accusatory finger as if to punish them. And the two sources that she names are both incorrect in her premise of climate change. It's not the inter, uh, the atomic agency. No, no, that's a different group. They go and measure radiation. It's the IPCC. And then it's also Celsius, not Celesis. So I think it's ironic, but I think it also illustrates my point is that you have a group of people who think they're educated, who think they know, and you have an entire scientific community that is being funded by world governments to uh, keep the message going that that we're embarking on climate change unless we reduce our dependency on fossil fuels, that millions of people are going to die. And they're creating policy. You see what's happening in Belgium, 20,000 people rebelling. You saw earlier this month in other places... Holland, pretty soon it's going to be France, pretty soon it's already in Germany. People are pissed. They're being told that their energy has to go up three, four, five fold. And that they're dependent on, on the one guy that can give them. Uh, fossil fuel, energy, natural gas, is Joe Biden, and he refuses to do it because of people like Congresswoman Talaib. Do you know uh, what the International Energy Energy um, Agency has said is required to meet our zero targets of limiting global temperature rise to 2.7 degrees Fahrenheit or 1.5 degrees Celsius? And that's what I have an issue with, is these people who think that they're smart, think that they understand the science, have probably never even read a book on climate change, nor do they understand the properties of of heat disbursement, cloud cover, wind, solar energy, cosmic rays, earth temperatures, earth-ocean absorption, uh, land-mass ratio. They don't understand any of it. All they remember is what they were told in the fifth grade, which is fossil fuels are bad and renewables are good they fell in love with the word sustainability everything to them is about sustainability renewable sustainability and we're all going to die because of their stupidity so that's all i have to say about climate change pay attention folks you are being lied to pick up a book and read it it might just save your life